Volume 1, Prologue. Welcome to Galaxy's Greatest, a Starfinder podcast trailing the adventures of a distant galaxy's greatest heroes. My name is Emma, and I'll be the Game Master, leading my players through drift, space, and beyond as they tackle the galaxy's greatest challenges and explore its deepest secrets. Our adventure began aboard the UPV Legacy, a Dreadnought-class starship stationed in the Diaspora. Our protagonists, former employees of Data and Information Systems Corporation, otherwise referred to as Discord, learned of the company's plot to kidnap a unique and newly awakened population of psychically resistant Lashunta. After our heroes thwarted the company's plan to commandeer the vessel aboard which the Lashunta were sheltered, they learned an intriguing yet disturbing detail about Discorp's plans. Interestingly, Discorp no longer acts alone. According to a corrupted data file decoded by one of our heroes, Discorp intends to create a foothold in the Pact World and the Vescarium for something referred to only as the Dominion. Rex, one of our brave heroes, has decided to stay aboard the Legacy with the Lushunka and act as an operations lead for his team. He has tasked our heroes with tracking down Lady Morana Kesh in the city-state Kabarat of the planet Kastrovai. Rex has entrusted his team with an information drive to deliver to Lady Kesh, and he has asked them to learn what Discord could want with the newly revived Lushunka. In the meantime, he plans to learn what he can about this Dominion. To do so, he has begun his search for the elusive library planet of Athenium. So, um, I'd like to go around our group and have everybody introduce themselves. My name is Emma. I am the GM for the game. And... My pronouns are she, her. Let's go to Ryan. Hi, I am Ryan Smythe. I am playing Baza Bix, who is a Skittermander Vanguard Spacefarer. Let's go to Mitch. Yeah, I'm Mitch Hatfield. My pronouns are he, him. Um, I am playing Devesh Starworth, a Technomancer Arcane Knight. Awesome. Jessa, why don't you go for it? Okay, my name's Jessa Schwant. I'm playing uh, Liara. She is a Lashinta mystic xeno-archaeologist, and my pronouns are she, her. Great. Alex? Uh, my name's Alex Amidal. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. And I'm playing Jack, uh, Yosoki Solarian Outlaw. Great, thank you. Vanessa, let's go ahead. My name is Vanessa Go. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm playing Janet Snakehole, a half-orc soldier mercenary. Great, thank you. And then Dan, go for it. Hello, uh, my name is Daniel Maravich, 
and my pronouns are he, him, and I am playing a Borai slash Firthani uh, cyberborn mechanic. Awesome. With that, I would like to go to Devesh Starworth to give his perspective on what he and Baza Bix encountered on the UPB Legacy when they were just doing a routine mission. Uh, log one, the unusual cargo. Baz and I docked with the UPV legacy at the worst possible moment. It seems like Baz, bad luck, as Baza says, does like to follow me. Not even 15 minutes after docking, Baza and I were caught up in some kind of crossfire due to some Discord thugs trying to take over the legacy. We did our best to help, and after the blaster fire ended, Baz and I were able to squeak a few more credits out of the crew by passing out food and medical supplies to the strange Lashunta villages in the central wing of this ship. Apparently, the tree ship's spinning midship was meant to create an artificial gravity field. If Baza notices, I'll owe him five credits, given that he was the one that, who bet on that being the case. Anyway, while we were passing out the goods, a half-orc gal came up to us and invited us out to a spot of what passes for BevCap on the ship. As I sipped my lukewarm, stimulating drink, I promised myself for the thousandth time that the first thing I will do the next time I hit Castrovel is order myself a good and proper cup of BevCap. The lady who invited us was named Janet Snakehole, which is not a surname I'm familiar with. I made sure to note it as a potential alias in my notebook. When my little blue friend and I arrived to meet with Janet, she wasn't alone. Three of her compatriots were seated with her. Next to Janet sat a young, observant Lashunta girl by the name of Liara. Opposite Liara, and most of the rest of the group, sat a small Ikeshti envoy named Rex. Apparently, Rex had led their ragtag little group all the way out here to the legacy to save it, and upon doing that, Rex decided to stay here and ensure nothing else like this happens. Rounding out the party, and stealing dirty looks at Baza as he devoured a pastry three times his size, was Jack. Jack seems like the kind of Isoki who'd stab you and then go out for dairy ice and not lose a wink of sleep over it. Computer, make a note. Remind me not to get on the Isoki's bad side. Also, remind me to keep Baza from trying to eat the Isoki. End note. According to Rex, something deep and sinister is going on within the systems, isn't it always? Supposedly, this time it is far beyond just a hostile takeover by Discorp. It is, he says, up to us to stop it. Ultimately, my Saving the Galaxy days were over before they even began, and the only thing I look forward to is the next credit stick hitting the palm of my racing glove. However, Rex did make the good point that his group is heading to my next destination. Seems like the bad luck that follows me means good luck for these would-be heroes. I have no idea where Baz and I will be going after we make the drop on Castrovel, but based on that message Rex sent me over Tightbeam, I must be getting sloppy in my old age. If a no-name Ikeshti from the bowels of middle management can guess at who I am, then the Vesk might be closer on my tail than I thought. I guess for now it makes sense to keep these passengers around. One thing I know for sure is having more gunners if the Vescarium comes calling is never going to be a bad thing. Fantastic. And where we're at now, you are all on the Vagabond, Devesh Starworth and Baza Bix's ship. You are working your way toward Castrovel, and I would like one of our two uh, characters on board the Vagabond who normally pilots or guns the Vagabond to roll us a d6. And that's going to determine how long it takes 
for you to reach the planet Castrovel. Um, you will be traveling through drift space, and we'll get to what that means in a moment. But if I could have either the pilot or the gunner of the Vagabond, go ahead and roll us a 1d6. Mitch, you want to trust me with that? Yeah, go for it. With your ship? Yeah, go for it. All right, we'll see what happens. So, <laughs> five. Ooh, man. Yeah, All right, so trip. that's a long trip. You guys are aboard this <laughs> ship for five days. Uh, I would like everybody, each character, to roll me a flat D20. And that flat D20 is going to tell us how are you feeling aboard this new ship? How does this time aboard this vessel with two new people you've never met? Rex is away. He's now working with um, these people on the legacy. And I want to know what your character's thinking and how they're doing. So give me a flat D20. Um, Alex, you're shaking your head. So uh, tell me what's your number. Four. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Jack is, is not happy. Yeah, I would guess you're probably pretty Ooh. angry at being um, up. So but, I rolled a three, and I think I know, I have a good idea for why. Okay, for... for I've, um, spent, I've spent all five days trying to wrestle Jack, and he hasn't let me. Oh, man. Okay. So, Jack, tell me what you're feeling, um, and maybe that will play into your emotions right now. There's a lot of tight beam communication with Rex convincing me not to stab Baza literally every day. Can you roll me a fortitude save on that? Um, let's do Will instead. We're going to do Will. Um, will save. That is a 10? With a 10 will save, I'm going to say that at some point Baza Baza, Baza, um, Baza, 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 okay, cool. At one point, Baza approaches you and kind of tries to strong arm you into a wrestling match. And I'm gonna say he succeeds. Um, and as that happens, um, Jack is probably going to feel pretty compelled to pull out his glass knife and stab Baza. Um, <laughs> Right before he stabs Baza, he's going to receive a little uh, ringtone that is saved specifically as Rex's ringtone. Um, and when he hears that, he's going to snap out of it and he's going to be able to pull himself together and put his gla glass knife away and make sure that he's not stabbing this new person that he just met. Um, it was a little friendly reminder, but you were pretty, pretty close to doing that. Um, okay, thank you. That was an interesting I'm little... Gonna, I'm going to roll and see if Baza noticed. Nope. Okay, cool. Um, and then Janet, what is Janet doing? How's she feeling? What was your D20? I got a 20. Oh, hell yeah. You're loving this. You're like, this is a great environment. Being on the ship is nice. You are loving this more than you did the last ship that you were on, which is pretty tiny. Um, and as a half-orc, you know, you're, you're not a small person, you're pretty tall, like you're, you're pretty built. Um, so it's nice to have the extra space. Uh, Devesh, how are you feeling? I got an 18. 
Okay. Also, you're probably doing great. Is there anything that you wanted to add? And I'll go back to Janet as well to see if there's anything you wanted to add to that, what I said for you. But Devesh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Devesh has probably bounced off of a few people just because he sometimes walks around with his eyes closed because he knows he's got the ship memorized because he's been piloting it for 10 years. Um, and so he just like bounces off of people and is getting used to the whole it's not just Baza and I anymore on this ship. And by bounce off of people you mean physically bouncing off oh, like yeah. you're walking around kind of yeah. bumping into people a little bit yep. but you're yep. yeah okay okay yep. got it but you're keeping your spirits pretty high. Um, Janet is there anything you wanted to add to what I had mentioned anything that you're doing? Not really I think I'm just really happy with the artwork that I bought so that's probably why I rolled a 20. Awesome. Yes, for those of you tuning in, since we're apparently a podcast now, um, <laughs> <laughs> Janet has uh, some beautiful artwork of her Shotolashu companion, uh, who is in the forest of Castrobel right now. Um, all right, uh, Liara, what are you feeling? And then we'll go to, um, we'll, we'll get to Modus in a bit. Uh, we have a new character coming in. So I rolled a lucky number seven. Okay. Um, so what are you feeling with that seven? <clears throat> thinking that it's probably something, um, I'm just kind of like getting used to blue and it's just not going so great. And also just all these new people as well. Um, not, not quite what I uh, am used to. Uh, missing Rex a little bit. Sounds good. Um, let me roll a dice really quick. Um, so Rex is actually at some point, he's gonna reach out to you um, and he's going to just, he's, it seems like a check-in message. Hey, how are you? What's going on? Are you holding up okay? Uh, he's gonna give you an opportunity to engage a little bit with him. Is there anything that you would respond or would you not respond? Um. I think I still feel a little bit, bit betrayed from when Rex kind of stayed behind, so I probably probably wouldn't wouldn't respond. Okay, uh, so I, I would say that after about three days after that first message, uh, which is we're going to say that's your fourth day on the ship, um, he's probably going to send a follow up that's like a very non-committal, like no reply necessary type message, but just another check in for you. Um, I would say each one of you, by the way, has received, if you know Rex, has received a message from him just checking in. Um, I would imagine, Jack, you've been messaging him quite a bit just to keep your spirits up as much as you can. Um, so we've got five days of travel on the ship. That makes our date the 15th of uh, Serenith the 15th. So it's been five days and you are approaching Castorville, I actually would like for someone to roll me a D100. I'll do it. Cool. I love rolling D100s. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. It's a 64. It 64, okay, that is not the number that I had in mind, so you are doing great. For everybody who, just so that you know, uh, when you travel in drift space, uh, there is always a 1% chance that you will encounter something in the drift. 
and that 1% chance is always a potential possibility that something's going to happen. 64 and Devesh, not. Hmm? And Devesh is terrified of that 1% chance. Awesome. Okay. So um, 64 is not the number that I had written down. I actually had number three written down on my page. So, so is excited <laughs> to meet that new friend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you are avoiding that possibility and you arrive at Castrovel. Um, I would imagine you're probably going to go straight to Cabaret, the city that you were expected to go to. Anybody opposed? Any ideas? <clears throat> I mean, ultimately, it doesn't really matter because I'm the pilot and I'm heading there. Fair. Um, so when you get into Cabaret's uh, airspace, you are going to receive a message uh, coming over your speaker system. I would imagine probably Devesh and Baza are the two that would most like pay the most attention to this just because it's their ship. Um, but that message is going to say, attention freighter, our city customs agency has been informed of your arrival. Please verify your ship's identity code. Um, and so there's going to be a pop-up screen on the computer at the piloting station that's going to ask you to type in a code. Um, and I believe Devesh has his own code for his ship. Uh, Baz is gonna try and respond, but Devesh has removed the communicator part of Baz's console. <laughs> cool. <Yes. laughs> okay. Uh, so you're asking for my code, which is uh, ANV? Correct. Um, this is the identity code that I sent you in a private message yesterday. Out of game. Let me look for that. I know you sent it. Uh, they are going to. Oh, it's ID. Mm -hmm. uh, ID L F V B X two two five seven. Awesome. So they're going to say you're cleared to land. Uh, your code matches. Uh, and you're cleared. So Lady Kesh would actually like to see you. Uh, you're gonna hear over their calm. And this person who's speaking is gonna say, a transport to the city's Capitol building has been arranged. A customs officer will greet you at docking bay Q778 to escort you. Please enjoy your stay in Kabarat, the shining jewel of the West. And um, a starship, like a very small starship, doesn't even quite look like a ship, actually, it's more like a hovercraft sort of thing, pulls up next to you and uh, they contact you and say that we'd like to guide you toward docking bay Q778. Guide away. All right, so they guide you down and you end up landing in Q778. And as you all exit the ship, um, a Stout man, Lashunta man, is going to approach you. He has very, very long antenna, um, and they're each moving independently from each other. Uh, he looks at you, and let's see how well he does with identifying a captain. <clears throat> oh, he does poorly. He's going to go ahead and walk straight up to Baza, um, and he's going to say, uh, I'm assuming that you are the captain of the ship, yes? Yes. No, actually, he's not the captain, Baza. Uh, listen now, captain is speaking, what's up? 
Baza, we talked about this. You're the gunner and the guy in charge of snacks. Okay, fine. Um, This Lashunta man is a little bit confused, but eventually he takes Devesh at his word, turns to Devesh, and says, "Uh, very well, uh, please just come with me. Um, And there's a hover car that he guides you into, fits everybody. And, And my dog. So yeah, it'll it'll fit everybody in there. It's it's quite big. It's think of like a a bus almost, like a small bus that has an open open windows on the side. Like kind of like and, an airport shuttle. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Um, except it's yeah, that's a, a really good way to put it. And glass on the sides. And I would like everybody to roll me a perception check please. Ooh, this is my specialty. Oh, shit. All right. So hit me. What do we have? What are we looking at? Uh, Baza rolled a five. He's licking the windows. Okay. <laughs> 12 from Jack. 12 from Jack. Uh, 29 from Liara. Dang. All right. Jesus. <laughs> Six from uh, Devesh. He's trying to keep Baza from licking the windows. Okay. That, yeah, that plus 13 is really coming in clutch here. Yeah. <laughs> Janet, how are we doing? This is a d20, right? Yes. Okay. Then I'm a 11. Okay. Did you add your modifier? I have a negative one, so yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so if you received higher than a, we'll say 10, higher than a 10, this is going to be what you see. Um, your shuttle takes off and you begin flying and you pass what looks to be a large national park as you fly over the uh, entrance or seemingly the entrance to the city. Uh, it's green, it's lush, it's beautiful. There are flowers, there are way down below. Um, clearly some really large trees, and it just seems like um, this national park seems to be some sort of protected area. Um, you occasionally will steal a glimpse from of another flying transport, and you're clearly flying a different, less crowded route than most cars, almost as if you aren't really even using the city's hoverways. Um, looking out the windows, you'll see the city below. As you pass that national park, you'll kind of come up on the city. And you'll see these tall, ornate spire-like buildings that stretch upward. As you continue forward, you descend, you begin skirting the peaks of these buildings, and eventually you arrive at a large dome structure. You land on a platform that extends from a rooftop balcony, and you are invited into the building's top floor. A receptionist greets you and guides you over to a um, sitting area where you are instructed to wait for someone to invite you into Lady Kesha's office. And if you could turn your attention to astral um, tabletop, you should be able to see the top floor of the Capitol building. So quick thing, uh, this is not to scale uh you don't need to i didn't need this map for combat yet um we'll see what happens but um 
basically don't worry so much about the uh, spacing of this. I just want you to get an idea for what this looks like. Um, but you start off over in this reception area where Baza and Devesh are currently standing. Um, and the receptionist, after about five minutes of waiting, um, is going to invite you into Lady Kesha's office. Um, she's going to ask if you have any questions or if there's anything you need prior to entering her office. She's just going to kind of look and wait to see if you need anything. Do you have any cookies? Uh, she looks in you and she, she chuckles a little bit and she says, yes, of course. Um, and uh, she, okay. she says, I'll, I will bring you some once good. you are inside the office. Okay. Um, <laughs> GM. Yes, what's up? I apparently didn't write it down. Um, but I know that I have a chip that I am de delivering to someone whose name sounds familiar like Lady um, Name. Cash. Is again. Yep, Lady Cash. Is correct. That, that, that is correct that I'm... Okay, cool. That is correct. So yeah, Lady Cash is the... Lady Marana Cash is the woman who rules over Kavarat. Um, why don't you guys actually give me, if you can, give me a knowledge culture check. Um, if you know <clears throat> anything about culture. I'm also very good at this. How does one spell Kavarat? Q-A-B-A-R-A-T. I am incapable of rolling culture. Okay. <laughs> um, I, there... okay. I got you guys. Um, I got a... Tw 25. Okay. Um, so, Liara, you will know that Lady Moranakesh is considered an autocrat. She is the sole ruler of this city-state. A great number of people look up to her, but on top of that, uh, there are also some people who live in her city that fear her. Um, it wouldn't be the majority but you could say that the majority have have chosen to chosen to live with her rules and it's not like she's unfair she's a very good leader but there are some people who disagree with her and those people aren't really taken into account in in the city's governing. So that's what you'll know. Um, okay. You can choose to share that, uh, but you are about to go into her office. So maybe not the time to share that. I will actually use my, um, my, uh, the, the one that I can, what was it called? Um, the telepathy? No. Mm -hmm. I have something where I can, oh, mind link. Yep. Um, so I'll kind of like walk up to Devesh and kind of like put my hand on his shoulder because uh, I have to touch someone for it and I'll just relay all of that um, via mind link. Great. Um, In would I have known that with the 23 as well? Uh, of culture? Yeah. Yeah, you would have, you would know that. At the same time you're doing that, I've crawled up on Devesh's shoulder and I'm whispering in his other ears. <laughs> cool. <laughs> 
Um, and as I'm hearing both of these, uh, I'm going to cast telepathic message back to Liara and say, thanks for letting me know. And then I'm going to turn to Devesh and, or not Devesh, I'm Devesh. I'm going to turn to Baza and say, thanks for letting me know. Uh, just something for everybody, everybody to cl be clear on this. Um, she is definitely someone who does her best for her people. You know, she isn't mm -hmm. a a dictator. She isn't a terrible leader. She doesn't do horrible things. Uh, she she doesn't really abuse her power, but the the system of government that she runs doesn't allow for disagreement, even if it is a little bit of disagreement. Um, so it's good for many, but it's stagnant. Exactly. Um, so you are now working your way into her office, and as you walk in, she is sitting, <clears throat> uh, hopefully this will zoom in for you guys. Did you see that? Uh, why don't you okay. guys zoom in on the top right box in the center offices? Top right box, center offices. The one with uh, the little blue area. The little blue circles, a bunch of blue little circles, four of them on the ground table. Oh, okay. Um, as you walk in, you notice a few things. Uh, first off, the wall to your right and directly in front of you is completely covered by a screen. So the blue line that you see on that map is a very large wall-to-wall, ceiling-to-floor stretch of interactive touchscreen. Um, the walls here left as you walk in where the brown line is, uh, that is a bookcase and it has a number of physical books, which is definitely a little bit odd considering that the technology is way above physical books. Um, you also see on the wall to your left way in the back where that blue line is, um, another wall to wall ceiling to floor touch screen. Her desk is a wooden desk that's in kind of an L shape, and it has five little circular touch screens that are projecting images up. And those touch screens are something she's currently manipulating. When you walk in the room, she stands up and she greets you. She says, welcome to my city, friends. Cascadeza informed me that you have an information disc about my people. I'm thankful that you bring historic news to Castrovel. My people are forever in Cascadeza's debt, and we are grateful that you have stepped up to act as messengers, delivering information that will bring a new age for the Lashunta people. I am grateful that you helped ensure that future on the legacy. Thank you very much. Um, and she invites you to take a seat. There are enough chairs in the room for everyone. If you would like to stand, you're more than welcome to stand. Uh, and she just explains that this time has been troubling for a number of people. Uh, there have been, there's been a little bit of unrest in her city and she's doing what she can to make sure that everybody is represented, but she also isn't, doesn't, that's not how she leads and that's not how their government works. So she's trying to appease everybody and clearly she's not, you can tell that she's a little bit stressed right now. 
Um, it just is apparent in her voice. And then she says, but that's enough. Um, if you would follow me into our briefing room, I would like to share something else with you. And so she um, asks her guards to um, open up the door. She has two guards who are standing at the door behind her uh, in basically in the space between her desk and the circular room. There's another door. It slides open and she walks in and asks for you to follow her. Um, how are we all feeling? Is there anything you guys would like to do at this point in time? Any perception checks on her office? Any Anything at all that you want to do in her office before walking into the room? Circular. Um, Devesh would like to reach out to any um, computers that are in the area mm -hmm. um, using um, telepathic message. Um, okay. As a technomancer, I can send a message to a computer or construct that is designed to receive messages. Okay. Um, so I'd like to see if anything in here can receive messages. That's all I'm looking for. Uh, every single screen can receive messages. Uh, can you give me a computer's check for that? Yeah. And I can give you a little more information. Yeah, I'm good at those. Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad I'm good at those. That's a 12. Okay. Um, you think one of the computers on her desk is kind of made for messages, like made for email type things or uh, like voice calls or something like that, but you can't quite tell which one. Yeah. Um, so, Let's walk into this room and let's check out what's going on. It appears to be 40 feet in diameter. It's a circular room, dome that stretches upward. Uh, the ceiling is a dome, or half dome, and it's flooded with white light. It glistens in white marble. There's a large white circular marble table that sits in the center of the room, and there's a bearded Lishunta man that stands at the table. His eyes are currently fixated downward as you walk in, um, and he's looking at a computer screen and that computer screen is embedded into the table surface. And as you walk in, he does look up at Lady Kesh. He sees her and he immediately bows with respect. Um, and she nods at him. And then she looks to all of you and she says, um, which one of you has that disc? Uh, that, that'd be me. And I uh, reach into my jacket pocket and pull the disc out of the secret or the secret pocket and hand it to her. Okay. Uh, she says she, she takes it almost like very gingerly, very delicately. She's, she looks at it and you, can you roll me perception? I We're can. Just going to do Devesh for this one. Would sense motive be better given my. Um, you could do a sense motive for me. We'll do that. Uh, 23. She's about to cry. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. She takes it. She's, she's like definitely on the edge of crying. She's holding back tears, but she's holding herself together. Um, 
she takes it and she looks at one of the guards and one of those, the, the guard who she looks at produces a credit stick and uh, gives it to her and she passes the credit stick back to you. Um, and she says, this is the amount of credits that were promised to you. And uh, thank you so much for what you've done. If you all wouldn't mind, I actually have another request, or at least I'd like you to hear what, what I'm planning. Um, and she offers for all of you to sit down. There is a Verthani, or I guess you wouldn't see this. There is a, an individual standing in the edge of, on the, on the edge of the wall, um, against the wall. And he is, how would you describe yourself, Dan? Um, so Modus is, is tall. His arms are a little bit longer than they should be. <clears throat> Not by a whole lot. Uh, Rathani tend to be kind of like super lanky. Like their limbs seem a little bit longer than they're supposed to be by just a touch. Um, he's wearing a kind of like a skin suit styled armor. And uh, he has a helmet, and what you see through the facade of that helmet is a bald skull faceplate. And just on the sides of that skull, you see what appears to be a massive cybernetic augmentation that takes up the bulk of the bone structure of his skull. Fantastic. So. Uh, this individual is standing against the wall, and Lady Kesh gestures to him, um, and she says, please, I would like you to meet Modus. Modus is an agent that I have hired, who is, you could say, an expert on Discord and what they are doing and what they have done. We can explain why, explain why he's here in a moment. Um, and then she turns to the Lashunta man, the bearded Lashunta man, and says, uh, Commander Zenival, would you please open the information disk and project the data? And that happens, this beautiful projected, almost like spherical map of the planet. It almost takes up the whole room, uh, it appears, above the table. And there's a little blue dot that's blinking. And Commander Zenoval is going to go ahead and manipulate the computer controls and eventually zoom in on that blue dot. And Lady Kesh is going to say, Keskadeza informed me that the Lushunta aboard the Legacy had another location for us to explore. According to their leaders, we should be able to uncover more cryo-locked Lushunta from this location. After we announce this news to the Lushunta people, we will be able to invite the legacy to Castravel and wake the rest of their people from stasis. All of these newly revived Lushunta will be reintegrated into our society here on Castravel. And she is saying this clearly fighting back tears. Like she's very, very excited and very um, overwhelmed with emotion. Uh, is there anything that you guys would like to do or say? Um, anything at all right now. Oh, uh, if I could say the agent, or agent, the uh, woman who you spoke to, Baza, um, is going to walk through the door 
and say, excuse me for my intrusion, Lady Kesh. One of the agents asked for a plate of cookies and <laughs> she's going to hand you a plate of cookies and then- The whole walk plate? Out. It's like a plate <laughs> of about six cookies. Um, Boz is knowing busy knowing exactly what is about to happen, um, I'm going to use, uh, shoot, what is the, it is a uh, psychokinetic hand. <laughs> grab one cookie before the plate is broken and devoured. <laughs> okay. Oh, Blue definitely kind of jumped up at the smell of cookies and probably tried to grab one off the plate. Awesome. Mm. Devesh can have one. No puppies cool. have my cookie. Um, I will say, uh, <laughs> Jack, they probably insisted that your packy source stay outside of the main offices, just like in the waiting area just because this is a little bit bigger of a creature. Also, you're muted. muted. Alex. <laughs> I forgot he, the he He would have been left on the ship. He would have what? I would have left him on the ship. You would have oh, left God. the Pachysaur on the ship? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, oh, good. Oh. <laughs> oh okay, Just let okay. him run free. It's fine. Yeah, so, on our, on, oh, no, not on the legacy, on, on our ship. Got it. Is he... Then, is he house trained yet? Ship I would trained? hope after five days we know one way or the other. <laughs> is he is he at least in the cargo hold? Yeah, no, I'm assuming oh, I'm assuming cool. we made like nice little dens for uh the Pachysaur and the and the and, and blue. blue. No, we left a bowl of water out for him, he's fine. <laughs> You've left good. me on the ship for a couple of days before. You know what to do. Yeah, if yeah. you want, I can roll a D twenty to see how he's doing. Do it. What if no? Is there an animal handling equivalent? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> my wait, wait, hold ship. on. Hold on. His, 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 my oh. ship. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. We'll get to that later. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that skull can do a lot of damage. Oh, my ship. Oh. I swear I tied the leash properly. I. <laughs> You're paying for damages. So, um, they uh, I, are... Sorry, oh, I, would, I would like to have rolled uh, Sense Motive on uh, Lady Vesh. Go for it. Off the table. Uh, not bad. 18. Okay, that's great. Um, so, what specifically are you hoping to understand? So... Thus far, she's been talking about uh, how difficult it is to represent all of her people, and then also talking about integrating a whole new subspecies of her race. And yeah. I just, I kind of getting, trying to get a feeling of like, yes, she's excited, but like, is this, like, I, I, is this a good excited, a this will cement my power excited, or just like, oh my goodness, we've unlocked all these people in stasis who've been locked away for some time. So she is with an 18. You're definitely able to understand that Lady Kesh is, is really just nostalgic almost, or I don't know if that's quite the right word, but she's, she's feeling very happy that she gets to share her culture with new people who have heritage related to her people. Um, basically, these are ancestors, and 
the way that every time she talks about them, she almost says their their name or refers to them in like a, a reverent manner. So right. she's she's very uh, calmly excited and very emotional about them. Um, I'm just I'm super distrustful of authorities, much less seemingly omnipotent authorities. Fair, yeah. Um, so essentially, she explains. I've hired this agent. His name is Modus, and he is here because I'm expecting a little bit of foul play by Discorp when I announce this to my people. Uh, apparently, all of you saw that Discorp seems to have an issue with returning my people to their home and with allowing them to live their lives. For some reason, unbeknownst to me, although I might have some theories, it seems that Discorp wants to steal my people and do something horrible to them or with them. And I can't understand exactly why yet, but I need to make sure that this is prevented. And my experience in politics seems to lead me toward the conclusion that if I'm announcing this to my people tomorrow, which I am, Discord may intend to interfere. I would not be surprised if they have agents who know that I'm announcing this news. And I need to make sure that I have all of my bases covered. I need to make sure that every single um, person listening to this broadcast knows that Discord has no hand over the Lashunta people. And so she says she's hired Modus to be a computers expert to prevent any hacking techniques because she's broadcasting to the entire planet. And she wants to make sure that as she's doing that, Discord doesn't try to interfere with the broadcast at all. She's actually going to ask all of you if you wouldn't mind being at the ceremony physically with her um, to look out for anything strange that might occur and potentially to be ready to hopefully this wouldn't happen, but be ready to prevent Discord from doing anything else as she's making the announcement. Um, she, she makes sure that, you know, you all know your time will be well worthwhile. She'll pay you handsomely. Uh, she offers all of you 500 credits for doing this job. Um, also notice I'm, I'm editing the amount that I told you it's 500, not 400. Um, but she offers, what's that? So Devesh would speak up at the the sound of money. Mm -hmm. um, is that a 500 credits each or 500 credits to split like seven ways? Because seven ways split on 500 credits is about 30 credits a person or She says, house. of course, every person would be receiving 500 credits. I am good to my word. I am wealthy enough to afford it. And this is very important to me. Um, yeah. Well, so tell me uh, what you're all thinking. 
Well, I'm in. I'm also the Shrimpfest, so I want to protect my people as well. And this is my home home planet. One hand. Not too keen on. Well, I'll keep this bit to myself. Uh, but on the <laughs> other hand, you're paying me to potentially kill Discord. I'm in. Yeah, fuck Discord. Devesh is going to turn to Baza. Well, Baza, by trade, we are but humble merchants. Do you think we are down for uh, some bodyguarding? Uh huh. We're in. Yeah, I'm down to kill Sick. Cool. Um, and then, Modus, I'd like to go to you. Is there anything that you would like to do as these people are hanging out in this room? Is there anything interesting that you'd like to do, or would you like to introduce yourself at all? Uh, yeah, uh, Modus will introduce himself. So <clears throat> once, I guess, the, the group consensus is to help, um, Modus will take like a step away from the wall and uh, kind of into or towards the group and, and say, hello, I am Modus. I am here to take care of all of your computer and engineering needs. And then he goes dead, dead silent. And all you hear is like the mechanical whir of really powerful hard drives doing whatever it is they do. Super cool. I love I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to look to the group, turn back to him just kind of gesture up at him uh so he's creepy right it's not just me no he's but. not creepy he's fascinating as you and turn back Baza's currently drooling because he's gnawing on the plate <laughs> uh meanwhile Devesh is just like that moment of like man it would be really awkward if i asked him if he could open his chest so i could see how he worked but at the same time, he really, really wants to open his chest to see how he works. <laughs> With the, uh, Modus, oh, go Modus is going to say, like, interrogative, what is creepy? Um, it, Lady Kesh is going to jump in at this moment because she's sensing a situation uh, brewing, mm -hmm. and she wants to resolve it. Um, <clears throat> she's going to mention that Modus used to work for Discord. Um, and now he works against them after some bad experiences with the company. Um, <clears throat> and she's hoping that all of you can make a good team tomorrow during the announcement to make sure that nothing happens. Also, she's going to offer you guys a place to stay the night at the guest house. Um, there is a very nice guest house, she explains, and um, you are more than welcome to stay the night there. Um, it is currently the 15th, uh, the Sereneth the 15th, and the announcement is on Sereneth the 16th. So you have a full night to explore the city, or I would say right now, by the way, it's probably about 2 p.m., 3 p.m. So you have like half the day to explore the city. And you also have some time to crash in the guest house and just relax. Uh, what are we thinking? I'm going to go ahead and pull up the city map so that you all can see it. The second Devesh has a chance to slip out, 
he is going to uh, gesture to Baza um, to crawl up on his shoulder, and we are going to take off and go to um, my favorite little uh, 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 Bevcalf uh, stand. Great. So. Um, we'll say that's in downtown Kabarat. I'm going to go ahead and add your party to the map. Um, so I am just adding all of you guys. Obviously, this is not to scale, but there you go. So you've got your Capitol building over in the corner, left corner. Uh, downtown Cabaret is right next to it. You have the markets. You've got the village quarter. Uh, village quarter is going to be like um, almost like a cultural center of the city. And then you've got your planetary embassies that are just what it sounds like, embassies for specific planetary governments that are connected to Castrovel. Uh, you have your residential quarter, your Castrovel parks, which is what you flew over on the way in, your national parks. And then the other Castrovel parks is kind of like a city center, like a really nice park area for people to hang out and spend time, spaceport, and then the maintenance docks. So is there anything specific you all would like to do before nightfall? And if not, that's totally fine. We can fast forward to the next day. I want to go uh, to the park and feed space ducks. Uh, if we are given time, I am going to go uh, back to spend time with my packy. Wow, I Great. was muted that entire time. <laughs> we are um, like this. this <laughs> well, I was very for um, doing this because fuck Discorp and also uh, Lashinta Pride. But um, is this, this wouldn't be my um, home city um, on Castrovel, would it? I would say probably not. Okay. Um, yeah, because my, it, really quick question, my um, Andy and my buff dinosaur is on Castrovel. I just don't know like how big this place is or if he's nearby. So yeah, if you were interested in finding him, you'd have to go to a specific jungle that I have set in mind, um, and I can tell you more about that later. But it is That's not fine. close by. It would be about 1d6 days of travel away. That's okay. I'm just going to write in my diary about how much I miss him then, and okay. go to the park. Sounds good. Um, Baza and Devesh, you guys are getting some coffee, some bevcaf. Jack, is there anything specific? Oh, you're hanging out with your packy. Well, go see what's going on because we were going to revisit that. <laughs> we are going to revisit that. I'm excited. Um, Modus, what are you up to? Uh, Modus is actually going to follow the two to go get coffee because he hasn't explored the city. Very cool. I think I, think I would go with them as well. Okay. And then you've got your Tashtari joining as well. Yeah, Blue's following. Big, big puppy. That, that time that Devesh is like, we're going to go get some alone time. And then he turns around and everyone is following him. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I would like to go see what's going on with the packy. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, let's go ahead. Let's check that out. So you're at the spaceport. You take a transport to the spaceport. It's about let's say 50 minutes by um, public transportation. And 
When you get to the ship, you do hear a banging noise. Can I have you roll perception for me? Oh. Oh, I rolled a one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, so hear, I feel like I'm going, someone wants to play. Yep, so you hear a perception, or you hear a, um, a banging noise, and you really can't quite tell what it is. It's a ship. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. The engine could be falling off. You know? I, don't know sh- I don't know ships. Yeah, so, I mean, you get there, and you use the code to enter that Devesh had probably given you, I'm imagining. Um, okay, so, yeah, uh, uh, you I open up the door. I would have given all of them the, like, uh, entrance exit key code. None of them have the ignition key code. Sounds good. Boring. <laughs> I was scanned. I just have to cut your hand off. <laughs> so you get in and you hear a banging noise. Um, give me another perception check. Now that you're inside the door. It's a uh, nine. Okay, better. Um, you think it's coming from over in the... Let's pull up that map really quick. Actually, let's, we'll describe it. Um, it's coming from the guest quarters where you left your packy. Um, I would assume that's kind of where you're gonna head. Yeah. All right. Um, I would like you to roll me a D4. You're hoping for low numbers here. Wow. Okay. Excuse me. So you have entered the guest quarters. There are two hammocks that are hanging by one chain. So just to describe how this works, um, each hammock, there are four in the guest quarters, hangs by a set of chains that's attached to the ceiling. And those hammocks are pretty securely fastened by those chains. Um, And two of them are missing the connection with the ceiling. So that means two of them are hanging straight down. Um, And your pachysaur is now banging its head against the wall of the the exterior wall of the, the washroom, the bathroom. And there is definitely a dent in the wall. Um, Can you roll me a survival check for animal handling, please? Survival. That's not the best. Listen, I'm good at like two things and I'm very good at that. Oh boy. Uh, 10. Okay, Um, a 10 is good enough to do what you need to do. You're gonna be able to get this pachysaur eventually you know it's that part in the wall is not looking great um but eventually you're able to kind of coax this dinosaur away from the the wall um could i have you roll sense motive for me yeah uh 19. great based on your understanding of animals and based on how this is acting a little bit erratically, you probably think 
he's just stressed because he feels like abandoned and there was nowhere to go. Um, didn't quite know what to do. And so probably tore around the room a little bit and then like ran into the wall and just was banging his head against the wall. Um, Cause that's what pachysaurs do. They just oh, bang their head against things. Um, yeah. With a 10 though, eventually with enough time spending with this dinosaur, you're able to calm him down. Eventually after a little while, you're able to sit with him and he's kind of got his, you know, you're quite a bit smaller than him, but he's got his, his chin resting in your lap. And um, how are you doing? What is, what is um, Jack feeling? Uh, no one else came back to the ship, right? Correct. I am a sobbing mess. Oh no, okay. Can you roll me a will save? Um, that's will is uh, 15. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're probably going to cry for a bit. You're pretty upset. And, but I'm, um, I'm just, I'm so sorry. I just, I, I didn't want you to get in trouble. And I'll never leave you alone again. You're going to come with me everywhere you go. I don't care what anyone says. They can shove it up their ass. This is the great side of Jack. Um, or, or, you, or we'll put that big, thick dome of yours up their ass. And, and I'll even cut it bigger so that it fits. <laughs> um, so you are able to, I feel like talking to this pachysaur is helping you compose yourself and bring yourself back together. Um, with that 15 will save, after about five minutes, you're probably like feeling pretty collected. Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to work on fixing things if you would like, and I'm going to allow you to take 10 on an engineering check if you would like to try and fix things. That um, would be great. You can't roll engineering, which is why I'm <laughs> allowing you to, oh, okay, to, okay. to take 10 on it. So gotcha. automatically you get 10. Okay. Um, and let's have you, instead of rolling a d20 for this, let's do a d4 you're not trained in engineering so the highest you can get is a 14 but um I, I feel like i'm really just trying to like somehow use my like manifestations to like force the metal like heat the metal enough to like push it back out sounds good <laughs> oh god <laughs> and actually oh actually i just had my i just had a thought we'll see what happens okay i love ideas uh, three? A three? Okay, so you have a 13. Um, okay. This is about as good as you can get. Like, you've, mm -hmm. you've, you're pretty proud of what you're able to do. You know, it's not perfect. It's probably going to be noticed slightly yeah. at some point. Um, you can either choose to own up to that or you can choose to uh, yeah. hide it. Uh, I like to imagine, since I'm, I'm like heating the metal, that there's a little shiny spot because I've sort of cleaned it, I mean, cured the metal a little bit. And then I turned to my pachysaur and just go, hey, bud, I think we got a name. Welcome to the family, Chromie. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I like that. Chrome Dome. Okay, cool. Um, and when you say that, uh, he, he kind of does one of those things when like dogs or cats do that side head tilt. Where it's like, mm. And then... Um, you know, I don't know if he really understood his name, but we'll work on it. Yeah, there you go. Um, so 
you've probably fixed it up to about the best of your ability and it doesn't look horrible. Like you get the chains connected again. Uh, you maybe had to like weld some of those chains back together with your abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they're hanging, nothing's fine or nothing's too bad. They're all fine. Um, and the ship guest quarters look a little messy, but they're not in horrible condition. Right. Um, let's go to Modus and Baza, Devesh, and Liara, and your Tashtari. Let's see what you guys are up to. How's your coffee? Where are you at? It is the best BevCalf ever. Let's do this. I would like you to, um, each one of you, tell me what, what drink did you order? Feel free to, is what is, was it a sweet drink? Was it a strong drink? Was it a tea? Was it coffee? What, like, what do you think? Liara definitely got uh, something sweet. Definitely. Cool. <clears throat> um, Devesh got a uh, black pour over with beans from Verses. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I just rolled some numbers for you guys. Um, I did a D20. I got an eight, a five, a four, and a three, uh, which was pretty low considering things. Uh, we're going to say that is the heat level of your coffee. Devesh, it's not as hot as you would like. You've got about an eight. So put that wherever on the scale of one to 20. Um, not super hot. It tastes great, though. The coffee, like the taste is fantastic. Baza, uh, you're at a three. In terms of heat, how are you feeling about that? Uh, I mean, I just tried to order the strongest coffee I possibly could and see if Devesh would let me get away with it. Okay, sounds good. Can you give me a will check, please? A will check. Devesh is um, too distracted by his... Ooh, I'm bad at those. Uh, his delicious um, coffee and notices nothing, but he does buy Baza a very large pastry and himself a smaller pastry. Sounds good. Uh, specifically, um, I would like a bear claw, and I rolled a 10 on my will save. Okay. Um, you start to jitter with caffeine. You, you get those like caffeine jitters where it's hard to like hold still. Um, I would say that you are probably jumping up and down in place with like knowing a little bit about your character, but you're probably able to contain yourself if you so choose. Oh, I know. I'm underneath the table. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, race tracking through the chair. Oh, yeah. I'll say, I also have a uh, racial ability called Hyper, and I'm putting that in full effect, and so I'm moving at double speed around this restaurant. Awesome. Um, I would like you to give me a reflex save for a that. reflex save. Okay. And then I'm going to go to Liara. Um, you rolled Eleven. four, Liara. Okay. And uh, you said you wanted something sweet, right? Yeah. It's not very hot, um, but the taste, just like Devesh, is to die for. So taste, fantastic. Coffee could be warmer. How do you feel about it? I mean, I preferably wanted something cold anyway, so that's perfect. <laughs> oh, did you ask for a cold drink then? Yeah, I wanted something okay. cold, so then cold it's, and sweet. It's probably not enough ice. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that um, kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, I also want to order something for uh, Blue, just like 
you know how you like go to Starbucks and you get like a puppuccino? Space, space puppuccino. <laughs> Basically, I want to do like a the equivalent. <laughs> okay, so um, blues blues puppuccino was a fifteen. Uh, he's oh. really enjoying this. He <laughs> loved it. He's, he's like, as soon as you give him this little smush of whipped cream, he looks at you for another. Um, and he's like looking at the cup and he's picking it up and he's trying to lick <laughs> everything in there. And then he keeps looking at you and back of the cup and looking at you about, he's loving it. Um, oh, that's amazing. Modus, you had a five. Did you, you ordered something? Yes. Uh, Modus would have ordered the first item from the first menu starting in alphabetical order. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, let me, love let me. it. A, what starts with A? Let's let's just go with the first thing on my mind that I'm looking at. Astral. Let's say it's an astral ice. Um, and it's an iced coffee. And it has like a a very dark color to it. It seems to be like pretty much pure black coffee iced. Um, and there seems to be like a glittery substance that's floating around in there, almost to simulate the idea of they wanted to make this look like a little galaxy inside of a cup. Oh, and cool. yeah, so um, it's, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about it? What are you thinking? Um, Modus takes a sip. Uh, some of it falls out of his mouth. Uh, yeah, it's like he doesn't know how to do this. And um, while sipping, he looks, he tilts his head, looks down at the Skinner matter and says, warning, warning, your heartbeat has risen by 33%. You. Cool. Let's get back um, to that reflex save. That was an 11. Um, <clears throat> as you approach the door, as you're running around this mm -hmm. little coffee shop, um, a very large minotaur person, a noir, walks in. Uh, they're about 11 feet tall. Uh, they have massive horns that are coming off of their head. And they look to be in like professional clothing. Um, and walks in, steps down, uh, and you immediately run into his hoof. Um, as, the sides of his hoof as well. Yeah, as, as a reaction. He's going to try to kick you, and he's okay. going to miss, and then he's going to apologize, and he's going to lower himself down to, like, knee level, like he's crouching, and this giant minotaur person is just apologizing profusely to you. He's just so upset that he ran into someone, and, and he just feels so bad, and he, he's just falling apart inside. You can tell just he's, he's just feels horrible about this. Um, yeah. Does Devesh see this happening? Give me perception. Oh no. Um, oh, 19. Oh yeah, you see this happening. Okay. Um, so what you see is your skittermander bud running around, literally bounce off of the hoof of this individual, mm -hmm. fall back on his back, and then... Immediately as that happens, Devesh is standing up and going over to like apologize profusely for Baza's <laughs> sprinting around the like the room. So you have this giant minotaur who is kneeling down and apologizing to a skittermander like profusely, very sorry. 
and then you have Devesh come over who starts apologizing profusely. Um, and let's see if the shop owner sees all of this. Uh, shop owner sees it, doesn't pay much attention, and kind of looks away, um, and then gets back to their customer. So that's what's going on. Um, uh, got- as Boz is going to pick himself up off his back, um, it's going to motion over for Devesh to give him a boost because uh, I can't quite reach the Minotaur's face even if I'm kneeling because I'm three foot two. Um, and I'm just going to pat the side of his cheek and go, no, it's okay. And then I'm going to run up Devesh's arm and leap off his shoulder. <laughs> Acrobatics, <clears throat> please. Yeah. How much does Baza weigh? As a- uh, uh, 27. I weigh like 35 pounds. Okay. I think I think while you're doing all this, Blue would be like kind of intrigued at what you're doing and come and like try to play with you like you're like another Tashtari. Oh so shit, like... we're, we're playing then. Yeah, I'm leaping. <laughs> so I rolled a 27 on my acrobatics. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leap, flip, and land on Blue. Okay, I think, okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, the shop owner is going to look at Devesh. Um, <laughs> And he's going to gesture to one of his employees, and he's going to say, uh, "Can you, can you please?" And he just gestures, and then he gets back to his customer. And then another one of the employees walks over to you, Devesh, seemingly looking at who seems to be the most responsible person in the room, um, and says, "I'm sorry, but I, I really need you all to." Uh, we're we're on we're on our way. While- we're uh, we're we're heading out. We're gonna we're gonna leave and let him run off this energy i i normally don't let him have bevcalf because like he really gets a hot chocolate and we call it bevcalf but like even the hot chocolate isn't is just too much for him um, so she says she says so yes that would be ideal thank you so while that while that's happening like while the employee is going up um so Boz's jump onto blue's back and i'm pr- like blue is gonna try and jump on a table and then jump from table to table my goodness. Okay. Um, do you have Blue's character sheet up? I do. Can you give me Blue's <laughs> acrobatics checks? Okay. The f- um, so for jumping on the table, he got a 21. Okay. Uh, jumping from table to table, he got a 14. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the tables is going to fall. Um, <laughs> the other three that he pounces across will be fine. Thankfully, there are not many people in this store right now, so <laughs> it's not like it's an, a huge issue, but, you know, the, the one customer that's up trying to order uh, with the shop owner, the shop owner's clearly very distracted, as well as this person trying to order. So eventually... Um, I go to the door and just open it, and I whistle, um, and I imagine Blue and Baza both turn and look. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Liara uh, kind of like runs after them because Blue's running away. <laughs> Modus takes the time to set the tables back up exactly where they were standing prior <laughs> to awesome. the exact degree and position, <laughs> and then turns around and walks through the door. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, let's go to Janet. Janet, you are in the national parks. You're spending the rest of the day there, yes? Yes. Okay, so quick question. Did you want to spend the park or the time in the protected land? This is like 
almost like just plain hills that are rolling across the land or you can go to more of a like park like area city park type thing which one did you want to go to i want to feed space animals okay wherever those may be um after a little bit of time talking to people you're able to to determine that that would probably be the city parts over on the right in that smaller section and you're going to see some ducks like space looking ducks they're they're just ducks they're star ducks um and you'll see some like squirrels running around those types of animals uh and go ahead and roll me survival check for animal handling you should be pretty good at this i think okay as a soldier uh, let me see what my Oop. survival i only have a plus two for that all right let me roll Uh, 13. Okay. Um, after about an hour of spending some time in the same area, there's a little lake that you're looking at, um, or like a pond almost. Um, there are some people walking around, biking, doing little outdoor activities here. Um, there are some ducks and geese. Uh, you're able to get the attention of some of the birds and, uh, I'm assuming, what are you sharing with them? Are you sharing like bread type things, little rations that you have? Uh, did you go to the, the shops beforehand to pick up some food? Yeah, I'm assuming I got some like type of grain for them because we're not supposed okay. to give bread to ducks. Right, cool. So um, you'll go ahead and do that. And when you get there and spend about an hour after the first hour feeding ducks and hanging and out this with is them. And, and I, I want to know, I've never done this before, and I've always wanted to, so I don't know how to do it. So I'm just literally throwing the food at them as hard as I possibly can and hoping they're going to eat it. Give me a strength check. Oh my God. <laughs> Kill these ducks. Scattershot. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Okay, let me add my... No, we're eating for dinner. <laughs> strength. Is there, is that a skill strength? Uh, your strength is going to, oh, you know what? Just do an athletics check for me. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Um, that would be a 24. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're having duck for dinner, right? So. <laughs> the uh, first time you, first couple of times you do it, you definitely scare away some birds. Um, you can tell as you throw the grain at them, it like hits their face. They like shake their face a little bit and then fly away. Um, I would think that after that, you probably didn't intend to do that. So you're probably going to adjust your strength when you're throwing grain out. And even the ones that were turned off by the idea in the beginning, start making their way back to you when they realize that there's food involved. So you can spend the rest of the day just hanging out. Yeah, I'm glad that worked out without duck murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, dinner. Cool. Let's go to the guest house. 
Uh, it's been um, a full day. Oh, what's up? Before we did that, is there a way we could go past the merchant stalls just for like a flyby? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. What are I you mean, looking for? <laughs> Blue and Baza are flying. <laughs> 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 yeah so on that note i'm gonna i'm gonna look at liara and be like do, do you do you got them because like i i really need to like have just a tiny break from all the noise liara is like liara is like running behind them but she's still mind linked to you for the rest of the day and she's just mm -hmm. like got this okay bye see you later bye <laughs> she's like literally like sprinting after her dog in basa <laughs> Uh, so at that point, um, Devesh will take uh, Modus aside and um, leisurely stroll through the markets. Um, what am I? What I am looking for? Um, I like Devesh knows he's not going to see this, um, but he is looking at all the like, almost like flea market esque stalls um for a crystal of a specific type that i believe my gm knows what i'm talking about yes i do can you roll me a flat d20 <clears throat> this is purely a luck based roll mm, not good nine okay so you will not be able to find what you're looking for i would say you probably spend about an hour walking through um looking through any type of magical shop that might have something like this. And you come across fake stones that are like clearly just imitations more for the, the appearance, like a, a little trinket. But no, nothing real, nothing that you are looking for. Excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, Modus, I'm sorry to have uh, wasted your time, but uh, maybe on the way back, we can uh, you can uh, tell me a bit more about yourself. Um. So when Devesh asked that, uh, are you carrying uh, a comm unit on your person? Yeah, I have a personal communication device. Is it like visible? Mm, it's probably on my wrist, I would imagine. Yeah, Modus is going to reach over and touch your wrist mm -hmm. uh, on your comm unit and then just briefly touch it and then uh, continue walking. Uh, Modus uh, kind of keeps pace astride you, but that action just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and uh, what was the question you asked him? I'm, I'm sorry, I got a little uh, lost. Maybe you could tell me a little more about yourself. Oh, yeah. So as you're walking, um, um, Modus uh, begins to speak. And he says, um, hello, Devesh. I am, I am Modus. I am a former experiment with Discord. I am a digital supercomputer built into an exocortex implanted into this Borai body. I was meant to perform unethical experiments at the guidance of Discord. This was, of course, before I gained sentience. Now, this is fascinating. Are you telling me that you are an 
actual honest to arcane artificial intelligence? That is correct. Fascinating. How did that happen? Like, did you just like, like, is it in, is it in like the, the, those trashy um, scan discs when you uh, like are reading it and it's the, does this unit have a soul? Was it kind of like that or was it like very different? Um, Modus is going to like tilt his head to the side uh, almost as if he's thinking. Um, <laughs> you'll hear him kind of muttering under his breath, calculating, calculating, calculating. Yes, the answer I will give is yes, it is very complicated. Excellent. Um, so anyway, I don't know what you're doing after this, but uh, if you're uh, in need of a lift, um, I got a pretty sweet ship. And uh, while Baz is pretty good at the whole engineering thing, he tends to eat computers. Whereas if you came with us, uh, I have a feeling that our uh, computer system would be better than it's ever been. Um, Notice is again going to pause as if he's thinking, but this time doesn't really say anything. And then says, uh, interrogative, why would Baza eat a computer? It does not provide nutrients or sustenance of any kind. You, know, uh, you see about 40 to 50 feet behind Devesh, Baza riding Blue, just <laughs> four of his arms up in the air and the other two holding uh, Blue's ears like reins. <laughs> Aw, that's cute. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, that's Baza. And um, I stopped asking myself about two and a half years ago, um, why Baza does what Baza do. And I've only known Baza for like three years. <laughs> Interesting. The caloric requirements of that creature's intake must be staggering. Um, as, as long as your mission coincides with mine, which is the corporate end of Discorp, I will join you. Modus. I would actually like to award you with a hero point for some awesome role-playing. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and mark down one hero point for you. Cool. It is marked. So after, after um, Baza and Blue go like running by, like literally probably like a minute later, you just see Liara just running like as fast as she can <laughs> behind them trying to catch up. <laughs> You know, it's funny because, like, I knew she was just going to keep running, but I could have told her that they were just going to keep running until they got hungry and then they'd come home. That's how Baza works. Um, Liara, I want you to do an athletics check for me, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, God. Okay, that's not great. Liara just passes out. I got an 11. Okay, and then I need also an athletics check from... Blue. Blue? Blue's good at that. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's a uh, 26. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you are having a very hard time keeping up with Blue. Um, I would say you don't even get close, honestly. Um, he's, he's kind of doing what he wants with Baza. He's really loving this, um, this 
energy that's come from somewhere. You can tell he's still a puppy at heart. Every now and then though, like he definitely looks back at you. You know, you're still wearing that medallion, that like animal controlling type leader of the pack medallion that they gave you on the ship. Um, and so he, he checks to see if you're still there, but he's doing his own thing. Wait, if I, if I click it, cause it's like a clicker. If I click it, will he come to me? Uh, you can try. <laughs> try clicking if you it. Would, if you would like. So clicking it, you can go ahead and give me an animal handling, which is basically a survival um, If I notice survival? blue yes. start to try and turn around, I'm going to take a bit of my bear claw dangle it in front of his nose and chuck it. He's not interested in the bear claw, I'm afraid. We'll see if, <sighs> um, <laughs> if, uh, I got a 20. Okay. Yeah. So plus when nine, you start, when you do start clicking that, uh, he is going to turn around, he's going to stop and then he's going to trot back up to you. Um, and he sits and he looks at you and he waits for you to do something. <laughs> Sweet. So the way I imagine it is like I start clicking and he just like stops in his tracks and Baza might like get thrown off in this instant because he's like, oh shit, mom. <laughs> that acrobatics? Yeah. Uh, actually, no, it's going to be a reflex save. Uh, it's a natural one. Oh no. <laughs> okay, so quick thing. Uh, with skills in this game, I forgot to tell you guys, but skills don't, like a natural 20, natural one, um, it doesn't, there's no critical hit or fail with skills. That happens okay. in combat. Well, it's a uh, seven. Okay, so it's a seven. Um, so you are going to fall off of Blue when he starts to turn uh, because it's a very, like, abrupt stop. So I would imagine you're going to fall forward. I'm imagining it's face first, legs up, arms out, just skidding on the ground. Probably. Can you give me an athletics check to see how well you can land on the ground? <laughs> Is it athletics or acrobatics? Oh, wait, no. Actually, um, I can't fall prone. Oh, true. I have, so I'm going to drop into my three-point stance and just <laughs> hero land. Sounds good. So, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so you land on the ground, you're fine. You're probably feeling a little bit frustrated. Um, I don't know. I don't know what Boz is feeling, but it's probably not happy <laughs> that the ride is over. Um, <laughs> oh, no, it shook. When the ride stops, sugar crash hits. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to sit down. Cool. And yeah, Blue's going to trot back up to you and wait for you to do something else. And now that he's been reminded that you have that clicker, uh, he is very obedient, very much looking at you for the next thing to do. Um, I just go, who's a good boy? You're a good boy. <laughs> and he's very happy. He loves it. He does that little head shake thing. Um, and yeah. All right. I think I'm going to fast forward to the guest house. Uh, did Devesh come and find me? I was taking a nap in the middle of the street. Devesh? Devesh. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, De uh, Devesh definitely. Yeah, I, I go and find Baza and I, I pick him up by the nape of the neck and I put him on my head like a hat and we <laughs> head off to the guest house as is, you know, tradition. Super cool. One line of drool 
starts to fall down your forehead. Oh, and no. it just it just evaporates off. Oh, right. <laughs> True. I'm very hot. <laughs> so everybody makes it back to the guest house. Uh, Jack, are you making your way back to the guest house as well? Yes, and Chromie's coming with me. Okay, sounds good. Um, so everybody makes their way back. It's about, let's say, probably 8 p.m., 9 p.m. by the time everybody gets there. And <clears throat> there's a separate room for everybody. You can each have your own bed, very nice bed, a very nice room. And everything is very well taken care of. You have uh, people coming to your rooms, knocking on your doors, asking if they can get you anything and whatever you'd like uh, within reason, they will bring that to you. Uh, they are taking care of you and making sure that you're happy with your stay. Think of this as a very small, but very beautiful hotel. The guest home has probably at maximum 10 rooms, but each room looks like an apartment. So, uh, it's, it's quite beautiful and everything is themed with white marble. Um, I would kind of like to fast forward to the morning unless there's anything specific you would like to do in the guest house, uh, tonight. Are we all in one room? No, you all each have your own room, but you can hang out with each other wherever. I would like to specify that whenever sleep happens. Baza typically doesn't sleep in his own room. He sleeps at the foot of my bed because we have um, we have gotten much closer over the last three years than any two people normally would. Sounds yeah. good. Cur curled up, cat style. Cool. Basically, what's happening in their room is happening in my room, but Blue kicked me to the end of the bed, so Blue is like <laughs> got the pillow and everything, and I'm like out of the bed. I'm like Baza in this situation. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Um, I imagine the bed is much, much larger than I am. Oh, yes. Um, so, <laughs> Chromie, Chromie has climbed up onto the bed, and I'm sleeping on Chromie. Cute. Love it. How does Modus sleep? Modus is actually in the living room, standing upright, asleep. That's <laughs> exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> his, his head is kind of slumped forward, but, but that's how he sleeps. I love it. <laughs> um, Janet, is there anything you would like to write in your diary before the end of the night? I know you keep a diary with your stuff about your dinosaur. Um, just about all the wonderful new friends I'm making. And then, since I usually sleep with my dinosaur, when I go to train with him, I build a... I take all the pillows and build like a roughly dinosaur shape and then I spoon with it and fall asleep. Am I uh, bold to, am I too bold to assume that you would have asked for extra pillows? I needed a lot of extra pillows. Yes. You okay. Are. Sounds good. Right. So um, I would say they probably made about three trips of, of, of cartfuls of pillows for you. Devesh um, would also offer Baza's pillows because Baza is clearly yeah. already asleep. Sounds good. So I'm going to offer those pillows also. And I would imagine by the time you're able to put this together, um, are you trying to make a full-size replica of your dinosaur? 
as close as possible, yes. Okay. I mean, you'll be able to do it with enough pillows. Um, but this is a large creature. I mean, this is like, he's a good 20 feet tall standing on his hind legs. So you just have a massive pile of pillows in your room. Uh, I, like I'm guessing next to your bed because they probably won't fit on your bed. Um, but you can sit next to them if you'd like or like wherever you want. Yeah. So I'm, there you I'm, go. I'm big spooning the 20 feet of pillows. Love it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so the next morning, um, a, another individual who seems very involved with Lady Cash's whole operation in the Capitol building, is, is they approach each of your rooms and they ask for you to be ready within one hour. The announcement starts in three hours. They need to travel, they need to set up. And uh, they explain that once you get to the location, um, or sorry, they explain that the location you're going is actually a uh, a historic Lashunta, uh, historic Lashunta stage almost. It's it's where the ancient government leaders would keep their people informed. Uh, it's so they. This is a very historic site, and they ask for you to be ready to go within one hour. Uh, can I have everybody give me a flat D20? <clears throat> oh, here we go. Um, 17. Besh has an 18. Lucky number 13. Bonus rolled a 14. Five. Nine. <laughs> um, so Janet, you just hit the threshold. A four and below was going to be you're not ready in an hour. Um, but I will say that with that five, you are struggling to get ready. Those 20 or those, those bunches of pillows are cluttering up your room and it is difficult to find the things that you need. And by the time that it's time to go, you are just grabbing everything that you need and you are able to just rush out the door. But it, it was a struggle getting ready this morning. Um, everybody else, you're ready to go within the hour and they load you onto your transport and you are on your way to, to sorry. Um, we're gonna take a look at the map again. Let me get you guys up here. I'm hoping you guys can see this now. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> That's for the sake of the same Ooh. noise. <laughs> Why am I a bat monkey? Uh, you know, I had to pick something. So, <laughs> sorry. Wait. Oh, no, I'm going to take that one away. <laughs> Why am I a bat monkey? <laughs> that, that is the quote of the night. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, let's get our um, Pachysaur up here. How do you change your icon 
does blue have an icon? Also, why are the three of them all circles and then mine's all weird? Um, we can figure <laughs> out icons a little, like another time. That's fine. I was just commenting for some reason. Yeah. Irrelevant. <laughs> Out of game. Uh-huh. Mitch notices that his icon suspiciously fits perfectly on the grid. Correct. Yeah. Would you look at that? Huh. I wonder what that means. <laughs> Interloper! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How are we all doing? Are we ready to jump into our next piece? It's 9.10. I so would have... love to get through this before we call it a night. Yep. yep. Let's go. I'm down. Okay. As long uh, as our East Coast person is down. Yeah, oh, are you cool with that, Alex? Okay. Yeah, we're good. So, uh, essentially, you get here uh, within, uh, at the time that you arrive, there's this whole operation that's getting set up. There are cameras that are being placed. There are, um, there's another area past this map on the outskirts of the map. There are like these um, stone balconies that kind of overlook this area. And there are people, civilians that are starting to, to line up. Civilians that are starting to line up that are clearly ready to watch um, this announcement. And uh, there, there's a whole operation on this platform that you are all standing on. Um, and cameras, audio equipment, you've got computers open, you've got uh, guards, the commander that was there uh, in the briefing room with you, he is there and he is not leaving Lady Kesha's side. Um, so this is, this is a big deal. Um, and what you know going into this is that Lady Kesh has basically announced to all of Casterbell to expect a large broadcast with some very exciting news. Um, and she gets up on the stage at the time that it's supposed to start, which is just right in the back at the, the very top of the, um, the map where that circular stage is. She's standing right in the center of that. Um, and she begins to announce that Casterbell is now going to be opening its doors to Lashunta, who are the ancestors of all of their people. Um, and so the, uh, the announcement goes through how momentous this is, and she eventually gets to explaining that there are other Lashunta who have interesting, unique psychic abilities uh, who come from legends that are apparently real and they are psychically resistant, which is the opposite of what most Lashunta or all Lashunta are born as. All Lashunta are born with psychic abilities. And these ones that are just revived are uh, born with a different type of psychic ability unable to uh, be uh, unable for others to invade their minds. Uh, they're, they're able to protect themselves from other psychic attacks or people who are trying to learn more about them. Uh, 
on a surface level, basically all psychically resistant. And she explains this to her people and, and there are cameras on her and you guys are off to the side. I would say, let's go ahead and move you guys over where I just moved to Vesh's character. Um, and this area, this wall in between you and the stage, uh, that is gonna be kind of, that's like an archway so that you can still very clearly see Lady Kesh. Um, she makes her announcement and there are people who are cheering. Um, people are very excited. It kind of starts out with a, a whispered, uh, whispered excitement. And then it, it builds into, by the end of her speech, a cheer and her people are ecstatic. Um, and as she's wrapping up her speech, um, uh, what's up? <clears throat> While she is speaking, um, I would like to use my um, arcane power for C. Okay. Um, uh, basically, um, I spend 10 minutes of her speech meditating. Um, and I receive a meaningful reply that is not quite Augury from the spell, but just like one step below Augury. Okay. Um, and I'm basically trying to like um, <clears throat> get a sense um, from the Arcanum whether um, something bad is coming or if we need to be ready to act at a moment's notice. So is that a spell or is that a mysticism check type thing? It is, um, that's a good question. Yeah, tell me um, a little bit more about what it does. Yeah, so it says um, the arcane adept can feel the arcane flowing around everything, seeing what is and what will be. Um, if I was at level two, I'm just casting augury. Um, but because I'm only at level one, it says as level two, except spend 10 minutes meditating before getting a, re a meaningful reply. So okay. basically, instead of uh, a standard action augury, it's a 10-minute augury. Okay. That's what that means. Uh, you are going to, in your mind's eye, you will see a dart in Commander Zenival's neck. That is where we will end this episode. Please tune in to our next episode to get a taste for some Starfinder combat, as Lady Kesha's announcement takes a turn for the worst. On a personal note, the idea of this podcast is very exciting to me and my group. We're grateful that you have listened along as we stumbled through the first ever episode of Galaxy's Greatest. We can't wait to improve our podcast for you, and we can't wait to provide you with more Starfinder content in the future. Thank you.